No home in this world, not a thing I own. But I'm saved and I'm happy, and on my way home, I've started toward heaven. I'll not complain, cause I'll have a new home. Designed by a king, designed by a king in the beautiful somewhere. My father is rich, he owns everything. I'm an heir to my father, joint heirs with Jesus. I'll have a new home designed by a king. Well, I believe that my home will set high on a mountain. Beside mother and dad, overlooking the sea, one beautiful day, I'm going home to meet him. I'll have a new home designed by a king. Designed by a king in the beautiful somewhere. My father is rich. He owns everything. I'm an heir to my father. Joint heirs with Jesus. I'll have a new home designed by King. It's Father's Day. I was thinking about what a wonderful father. I said, what a wonderful father. Amen. Romans chapter number 12. Romans chapter number 12. We'll begin our reading in verse 1. Uh, anybody that after the service would like to train on using our Facebook cameras and troubleshooting and get through, I'd love, I'd love for you to do that after the service. I, I'm getting continual messages. Y'all ain't online. Y'all ain't online. Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm up here. There's nothing I can do about that right now. Uh, so uh, anybody like to train on how to do that, I'd love to uh, show some people how to troubleshoot that so we can work some people in because we're at a shortage of sound, sound people right now. Uh, all right, Romans chapter number 12. And we'll begin our reading verse number one. These are familiar verses. I'm preaching, I'm going to preach a series. Y'all might, I'm going to turn this off because y'all might think that's the final countdown. (laughs) (laughs) That I've either got to stop at nine minutes or Jesus is coming. (laughs) We ain't sure which that is or the bomb's going off. I don't know. But I'm going to cut that off. Uh. The Lord has laid a, a series of messages on my heart. I'll get to the verse here in just a minute. Paul, he's writing to the church at Rome. 
Verse 12, he tells, or verse 1, he tells them, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present a living, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So what Paul is saying here, she said, I'm fixing to ask you to do something, church, and what I'm asking you to do is not unreasonable. It's reasonable. When you think about what Jesus did for you at Calvary, what I'm about to ask you to do, it's reasonable. I want you to present your bodies. I want you to lay out on the altar and say, here am I, Lord, what would you have for me to do? Then look what he says in verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray together. Father, I pray God in Jesus' name, Lord, that you'd help us this morning to share the word of God. I pray, Lord, that every word that would be said would be seasoned with the salt of heaven. I pray, God, that you'd speak to our hearts during these weeks, Lord, as we think about what you'd have for us to become and what you'd have for us to be. Touch us now as only you can. Help us in this place. We'll thank you and praise you for all that's accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want us to look here in Romans 12 too. I'm going to be here probably... Uh, several services. I'm preaching on transformation. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever looked in the mirror and just been dissatisfied with what you saw? I began to think about this. I, I was thinking on it yesterday afternoon about transformation. You get on the TV at night and about every other commercial is a, something for transformation. Oh, it's get on Weight Watchers, or it's get on Nutrisystem, or it's do this. It's a, tra- a total body transformation again and again. Late night TV, you're sitting there eating your tater chips and popping bonbons in and drinking Dr. Pepper, and they're saying, you need a brand new body. And you're saying, oh boy, that's right. I, I know that's right. I remember about 10 years ago, I was watching one of those shows. They came on there for P90X. I said, that's what I've been looking right there. That's me. Transform my body in 90 days. And and so I got P90X. I paid a lot of money for it at that time. And it came with a bunch of DVDs. I put them in there. I was sitting in front of the TV sweating and trying to keep up with that fellow. Boy, he's cut. He's ripped. and He looks so good. They sat on that pipe package. Get a little book with it. Sit on the book. Said, make a picture of yourself on the first day because when 90 days comes around, you ain't going to believe it. So I got, got Rachel. I stood in front of the wall and got Rachel to make my picture. And I said, look yonder. Look like a puny little fella, but I'm going to look like Popeye before this is over. And I sweated and I worked and I did push-ups and I did pull-ups. And I'll just put it like this. I'm still not real. Amen. <laughs> Ten years later, There has yet to be that total transformation that I was promised would happen in 90 days. Well, apparently 90 days never has come. (laughs) 
But again and again, try Nutrisystem, total body transformation. Do this, do that, total body transformation. But you see what the world offers as transformations is temporal. It don't last. There's always a problem. But aren't you glad this morning that when God offers a transformation, you can be transformed. You can be made different. You can be, my friend, made better through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let me ask you this. When you look at yourself spiritually, how many of you could say, boy, I'd like to do better? Maybe some of you on Father's Day would say, I'd like to be a better dad. Maybe some of you moms, I'd like to be a better mom. Maybe you'd like to be a better Christian, a better Sunday school teacher, whatever the case may be. You aspire to be something better. You want to be more committed. You want to be more sold out to the Lord. And you aspire for better. Well, can I tell you that God offers a transformation? I believe the answer is found in the Bible. If you'd like to be a new creature, I believe God offers that to you this morning. If you'd like to be a better daddy, I believe God offers you the chance to be a better daddy. If you'd like to be a better brother, I believe God offers you a chance to be a better brother and he can transform you. Now watch this. Be not conformed to this world, Paul said, but be ye transformed. The Greek for that word transformed is metamorpho. That's where we get our word metamorphosis. In other words, an old ugly caterpillar spins a cocoon suspends from a tree branch, goes through the struggles of metamorphosis and comes out an entirely different creature. Can I say to you this morning, friend, that all of us should be striving continually to morph into something else, to be a better Christian, to spread our wings for the Lord, to transform into what He would have me to be. And I'm going to tell you, that's a process that never ends. I don't care if you've been saved 10 days or 10 years or 50 years, God is always working on you. God is always doing something in your life. God is always transforming you. God has always got another horizon for you to cross. And that ought to be our desire this morning. Lord, help me to get it to another level. Help me to be a better Christian. Help me to pray more. Help me to study more. Transform me into what you'd have for me to be. Now, I've got several messages the Lord's laid on my heart in these areas of transformation. But this morning, I want to start at the very beginning. I want to preach a little this morning on the transforming on a transforming conversion. Now let me say this to you. Everything that I'm going to talk to you about, about how to transform your mind, how to transform your conversation, how to transform your daily lives, I'm going to pull it right out of the Bible over the next few weeks. But none of it will work if you've never been born again. You must first be born again. You can't change without being saved. That's the problem a lot of people have. They try to change, but they've never been made new on the inside. And if you've never been made new on the inside, you're never going to be able to be made new on the outside. Amen. There must first be a transforming conversion. I was reminded yesterday, as I was uh, getting ready for this, I was 
thinking about uh, a man by the, you've heard me tell this before, a man by the name of Goose Goslin. I love that name, Goose Goslin. He played baseball in the 20s. As a matter of fact, Bobby, do you know what World Series Goose Goslin played in for the Senators? I thought she was a baseball fan. 1924. 1924, he played in the World Series for the Washington Senators. It was a, the series was tied. There's two outs. Goose Goslin steps to the plate and eventually works his way to a full count. The pitch comes, Goose swings, and sends the ball over the fence for a walk-off home run. He lays his bat down, starts to trot around the bases. Everybody's screaming. He's waving his hands. I mean, he's the hero of the hour. He comes in and trots in, puts his foot on home plate. The bench is clear. They lift him in the air. The, uh, the, the, uh, the catcher, actually it was an in-the-park home run. It hit the wall, and they throw it, but he got an in the park, waved him around third, he got an in-park home run. The catcher gets, finally they get the ball, they'd made a couple of errors, and he just does his usual thing of throwing it around the bases. Brings it back to home plate. The game's over. They're celebrating. They've got Goose Gosnell on their shoulders. Everybody has said, woo, we won. The umpire stands out and says, Halt! Every, the whole place comes unglued. Kill the umpire, they started shouting. And for a minute, they thought they might kill him. He finally gets everybody calmed down. What has happened? Goose Gosnell was safe at home. There's no question about it. How can he be out? The umpire got the crowd settled down, and he said, Goose Gosnell failed to touch first base. In his rush around the bases, he had failed to touch first. He had touched second. He had touched third. He had touched home. But in none of that counted because he hadn't touched first base. Can I say you can carry a Bible? You can talk a Christian talk. You can wear a suit and tie. You can do everything that you think a Christian should do. You can imitate in every way that you want to imitate. But if you've never been to Calvary, if you've never been born again, if you've never touched first base, none of that's going to do you any good. You've got to first go by the blood-bought way of Calvary. You've got to be converted or you'll never be made different if you've never been to Calvary. Now watch this. Many are trusting in reform rather than repentance. And it doesn't work. Across this country, there are places where men can go to reform. Whether it be the jail or whether it be the prison or whether it be rehabs across this country, this country is absolutely full of areas where men are gone to reform. But those of you that work in law enforcement, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll say amen right here. It's a revolving door. Uh, you see the same old crowd over and over again. Why aren't they reforming? Uh, if we've got all these systems in place to make a man do better uh, and to get a man straightened up uh, and to get a man reformed, uh, why is it that it's the same pictures on the blotter every week? Uh, why is it it's the same crowd? Uh, it's because man's reform does not work. Uh, man's reform can straighten you up for a day or two. Uh, he can get 
you clean for a day or two, but it requires the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ to straighten a man up for eternity. Amen, that's exactly right. Reform don't work. It requires the blood. And can I say to you this morning, there is a reforming and transforming conversion, but it's only through and by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you are glad this morning? Jesus saves. Jesus saves. And he makes a difference. He transforms through his conversion. Now listen to this. There are many this morning that are trying religion instead of a relationship and it only makes things worse. Let me say to you, reformation is one thing. We can put a man in a penal institution. We can put him down in San Quentin, give him a life sentence, teach him how to make license plates, sew together blankets, whatever you want to do, give him a job, get him cleaned up, he'll walk out of the prison and do good for two or three days and then he's right back in it. But let me tell you what's worse than prison and that's when you get a man religion. See, religion